And joining us now to discuss all of the big developments is Mark Lauder. He is the Chief Communications Officer at the Great America First Policy Institute. He was also previously Special Assistant to President Trump and also Press Secretary to Vice President Pence, uh, also very much the Director of the Strategic Communications for Donald Trump's 2020 presidential campaign. Very, very intricate in policy and politics. Mark, great to have you here on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, first off, let me get your reaction to everything that's been happening uh, between the raid and then, of course, today, the big hearing. And it looks like maybe some of the affidavit may come out, but who knows when that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the, my thought to the initial raid is that it, obviously it was unprecedented, which everyone has said and has noted. But the big question I have is that if this information was of such importance to the national security, to national defense, then why did they wait 18 months? Why? Why? It's been sitting there. It's not like Donald Trump was going back and forth to the White House still and, you know, taking things down to Mar-a-Lago. It's been there since January 20th uh, of, two, of 2021. So what what in 18 months? You'd also been down there in that storage unit. There was a tour. They asked you to put a bigger lock or a better lock on the door. And yet something changed. And the politics changed, of course. But you know, even when you think about what has been reported that the attorney general took a couple of weeks going back and forth deciding whether to do this, this warrant or not do this warrant, clearly if it was something that wasn't of such national security importance that they had to go down and get it right away, which means you probably shouldn't have raided the house of a former president, you probably just continue to work through the lawyers. Yeah, there are so many unanswered questions as you bring up, and yet they said, oh, we had basically no choice. Um, the other thing that was interesting that came out in today's hearing, and I always listen for the verbiage, Mark. You've known me a long time, and I was listening, and they said, we are basically in the early phase of the investigation, and if we release the full affidavit, it could hurt us in this phase. My first thought was, wait a minute, you're in the early phase of an investigation and you're going into the home of a former president, this historic, unprecedented move. Um, what does that sound like to you? A lot of people, their reaction was, wait a minute, this should be something you don't do at the beginning, but you would do at the end of an investigation. Is this sort of signifying it's a bit of a fishing expedition? Well, I think to that point, and also when you look at the breadth of the of the warrant itself, and what we do know is that they could basically go in there and take everything from the first day until the last day that he was in the White House. So there was no specific kinds of documents or or uh, articles that they were looking for. I mean, it really was a fishing expedition, and I think that's something. You know, I, I want to be very clear. You know, I'm not questioning the the FBI agents who were there doing their jobs, following orders. When you look at the top of this, the people who signed that warrant, the people who are leading this investigation, I saw in Real Clear Politics or Real Clear Investigations today that the same people who are leading this current investigation were tied to the Crossfire Hurricane, Hillary Clinton, Russia Gate investigation. I mean, this all this all has a lot of questions that need to be answered. Transparency is going to be required, but so far it looks pretty shady on the surface. And the other question is the judge, too, Mark Lauder, because you've got the judge there, Bruce Reinhardt, who recused himself from a recent case with Trump and Hillary Clinton. You kind of go, well, why didn't he recuse himself here? He's made some comments about President Trump in the past. I mean, there seems to be a lot of kind of questions as to the parties that are involved in all of this. 
No, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, I think we have every right to ask those questions. I mean, that's what this democracy is supposed to be about. You know, it, we don't work for the government. The government works for us. And so I think it's everyone's right, including the media's right, as we saw today, when they were filing for that, you know, for that, uh, the documents. And of course, you know, maybe they have it for news reasons, but there's also a good transparency reason there that this information should come out. It should be public. And then let the American people decide whether they think the the situation warranted the action or if the FBI overstepped its bounds. Absolutely. Uh, This is an unprecedented move. And I think the American public and the interest of the American public is pivotal. You know, I want to ask you about the reaction also, because already we have seen such an outcry from so many people about the raid uh, and the overreach and these unanswered questions, understandably, as we're talking about. Seems like many people in the GOP are are rallying around the president. I mean, it seems, you know, very much if you look at the polls, uh, it's very much that they feel that this was an overstepping and kind of highlights a double standard of justice. No, I think it does. And it feeds into that narrative that that, and it's not just a narrative, it's reality. You know, when we look back and see how the FBI handled the 2016 campaign, and this is now the third election, by the way, that the FBI has now meddled in. You know, you go back to 2016 with uh, the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. Then 2020, when they were actively hiding the Hunter Biden laptop information. Now they're engaging in the 2022 and possibly into the 2024 elections. I mean, you really have to start to wonder what, and it's all one-sided. It's all against President Donald J. Trump or candidate Donald J. Trump when it was in when it was in 2016. So you know, there's a very real narrative there, and I don't remember the FBI storming into Hillary Clinton's house for her underground server, which was later destroyed with phones and all that kind of stuff, and. Yet they raid the house of the of the former president. I mean, it is a double standard. We see it also on display, whether it's, you know, comparing the riots of 2020 to the the actions on January 6th. One side gets bailed out by the Democrat Party. The other one sits in solitary confinement. And as you are obviously the chief communications officer there at America First Policy Institute, what about the policies, too, of President Biden? Um, we know this week he signed off on the, quote, Inflation Reduction Act, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. What do you see as some of the big policies that are clearly heading in as we're less than now 90 days to the midterm? Of course, people are talking about the raid. They're also talking about the economy, crime. There's so many issues. Yeah, and I think this is one thing where the where the current administration is really mis- misreading the mood of the American people. Uh, yeah, I was in Michigan and Indiana over the uh, last couple of weeks uh, on the August recess. People weren't talking to me about, you know, Green New Deal tax credits and electric vehicles. They were talking about lowering the price of gasoline or the out-of-control skyrocketing prices of groceries or just being able to afford their rent and their utility bills. And this Inflation Reduction Act is going to do nothing to affect any of those things. And so as this administration is headed out on a so-called victory tour to talk about all the great things in their bill, I think they're going to find out that – it's none of the things that the people want them to do. They want lower gas prices. They want lower uh, grocery bills. They want crime controlled in their cities. And none of that is being addressed by this bill. And I, so I think the administration is really putting themselves in a position that I think they think they're going on a victory tour. And I think they're going to find out the hard way that the American people aren't buying what they're selling.
Is there a disconnect, too, um, to their policies? And just like you said, they seem to keep appeasing their sort of far left base with the it should be really a climate change bill versus the inflation reduction bill. Um, But are there sort of is there sort of this tone deafness? Because, you know, the president seems to be sort of disconnected, um, not answering anything on the raid not really answering any questions, period, to the media and doesn't seem to be looking even at the polls, nor does the Democratic Party. Yeah, and I think you also see it whenever they are talking, uh, whether it's through their press secretary or they're sending out folks on you know, on the various news channels. You know, They keep talking about the jobs, 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 jobs. And I get that. That's for the last 30 years. That's what politicians, whether it's at the state and local level, at the national level, were judged on the unemployment rate, were judged on jobs. That's not the case anymore. This is more of a 1970s and early 1980s cycle where it's about prices. It's about it's about inflation. And I don't think they've gotten it. They keep trying to pin their successes and what they think are successes on something that the American people aren't worried about. Yeah, they're not focused on, you know, uh, figuring out how to buy an expensive electric car right now so they can get some sort of a rebate later. They just want to, like, get food on the table and they want to see fair justice. They want to see, you know, less crime. Uh, There are so many issues on the plate. And it's just sometimes when you see what's coming out of this White House, you say, what America are they looking at? You know, what everyday American are they talking to? You have to wonder. And, And yet they keep doubling down on these failed policies. And, you know, We've been saying it for the past year and a half, but, you know, their policies are actually what are causing this. And when you look at the polling, you know, three quarters of the American people are blaming Joe Biden and this administration for causing the inflation and for causing higher gas prices. And then they go out and they try to say, well, hey, the prices, the gas has come down like a dollar in the last, you know, the last six months. Well, you drove it up two and a half dollars before you had it come back down. People aren't that stupid. They understand that it's still way too expensive. Absolutely. And they're seeing, just as you say, the sort of play on words, uh, which seems to be very common, as we've been seeing from this White House. Mark Lauder, thank you so much. The chief communications officer there at America First Policy Institute, also former special assistant to President Trump and also worked very closely, of course, with Vice President Pence. One of the best in the business, my friend Mark Lauder. Great to have you here. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.